Greetings. Welcome to Film Gazers. I'm Steph. I am pleased to welcome you for night four, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I hope everyone's doing well. If you haven't joined us before, odd that you're joining us now in the middle of the series, but that's cool. Uh, we welcome you. Um, these are short and sweet mini-sodes where I go over just some of my favorite scenes, my MVPs, and some of my gripes um, with this Harry Potter series. So with that, I'm going to take it away with the Ya Googled Summary. Harry is returning for his fourth year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, along with his friends Ron and Hermione. There is an upcoming tournament between the three major schools of magic, with one participant selected from each school by the Goblet of Fire. When Harry's name is drawn, even though he is not eligible and is a fourth player, he must still compete in the dangerous contest. Okay, so in the fourth film, we have a very dark intro. Um, I, I believe it's also the first where we haven't begun on Privet Drive as well. And so you're seeing through the eyes uh, of someone you don't really know, and it's basically uh, Voldemort and Wormtail, and then um, one of the Doctor Who's, uh, David Tennant. Um and basically someone dies. You realize it's Harry seeing things. Again, kind of much darker intro than the first three. We're also taken into the very uh, crazy and magical, almost a clusterfuck uh, that is like the World Cup for Quidditch. So we're going from something dark to something light and very fun and exciting. And we're getting like another view into the wizarding world. Um, and that there's more outside of Hogwarts as well, kind of. They're really introducing you into that. And uh, then they darken it up again. So that is uh, one thing that I liked about this film is it's basically preparing you for, for what you're about to get yourself into in the second run of this franchise. Um, and I think they do a good job in this one of kind of balancing it. I also like to call this one the teenage angst Harry Potter, um, like peak puberty, because <laughs> you're gonna we're gonna have the dance. You're gonna have a lot of like you know drama between the characters. It's a little a little more focused on the interpersonal relationships, you know, a little more. But I really enjoy the grandeur of of this film kind of the most um, because of the tournament and everything. It just feels like it is an event, like this one does for sure. I also really enjoy the Hagrid um, love story um, throughout this one as well. It's just really cute, and of course, I love Hagrid. Uh, so, and it kind of was reflecting, you know, again, relationships and everything that um, each character kind of, you know, has and pursues uh, with other people. We also have the um, Hermione and Rita Skeeter arc. I feel like they didn't show that enough because it was quite prominent in the books. And Hermione, like, 
I mean, when you think about it, this is when you realize just how kind of like fucked up she is at times. Like we've already seen like a pattern of she is rather ruthless. Like I almost feel like Hermione should have been a Slytherin because <laughs> the more and more we see like what she's capable of. I mean, she puts Rita Skeeter in a jar later and it's like going to keep her, you know, <laughs> like she can get dark if she wants to. Um, I feel like Hermione really espouses a lot of uh, feminine rage as well in this one, especially when she goes off on Ron, of course, and uh, their whole love affair. While it's also part of my gripe, it is some of my favorite scenes um, too. So that's kind of like a love-hate thing. Um, just because the older you get, the more aggravated you get with kind of like, you know, silly teenage stuff. So I think that's that's more, it's more of, I guess, a cringe factor perhaps. So for my MVPs for this film, I think it's going to be not what... <laughs> not what most people would expect. It is 100% the Moody slash Barty Crouch Jr. Um, I just love the character of Moody uh, throughout this film. And then, you know, knowing that it's supposed to technically be Barty Crouch. Um, but I think he did just such a great job. And I feel like you even later when you meet the real Moody, you still like are almost endeared to him because you're imagining him from this one. Um, because no matter what, let's really think about it. Barty Crouch Jr. seems to have been almost a better defense against the dark arts teacher than most in the terms of he actually like told them about the dark arts granted very like horrifically, but he was showing them and then he did teach them things. Um, and he's just really fun to watch. So, uh, yeah, I, I know you're really MVP. He like literally lures Harry into getting the Voldemort, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's Voldemort's MVP. And he kind of carried, you know, most of this film uh, depends on his character. So that is the reason why, just because he is such a pivotal part and he played it so well. Um, and then also Neville, because uh, Neville isn't just a fucking OG, uh, ride or die kind of guy. And uh, I think he really like shows up, shows out for this one. Um, he enjoys his time at the dance. Like he's like so like not angsty like the rest of them um so i feel like his character is a little more refreshing uh as well so yeah those are my two mvps for this one um my gripes uh are the school entrances not the cool part where like their ship comes up and there's like pegasus things like pulling that that was cool it was like the after part where they're doing some weird like uh, i don't know it's like a super sweet 16 but i saw that this movie was made in 2005 i had forgot exactly what year it released yes so it released in 2005 so then that kind of made more sense because i'm pretty sure that's when like super sweet 16 and everything was really popular and people had to make like super grand entrances so <laughs> it makes a little more sense checks out um, as I mentioned with them being so angsty, but Ron is the absolute worst in this. He starts drama with Harry, um, just because he's jealous of Harry being thrust into the tournament. Um, why he would think Harry would lie to him about something like that, I really don't know. This was one part, even in the books, it just always felt like it, it was forced, you know, like, cause there wasn't, the relationship really wasn't that kind of way before. So for Ron to just... They always kind of have him do this 180 on them. Um, and it is maybe a pattern. So maybe it's just supposed to be kind of who Ron is. Um, he's just, you want to like him because he's a Weasley. But then you're like, oh, Ron, you're just the worst. You're the worst Weasley. 
the Cho Chang arc is also uh, feels rather forced as well. It felt the same way in the books um, because they never go super hard into her character and she seems rather one dimensional and just kind of used as this like slight plot point, which it, it really isn't necessary and yeah, just wasn't kind of needed. And of course, we're going to talk about Ron's dress robes. Although I talked about how Ron is a bit of a dick. Um, <laughs> at this point, uh, him and Harry, though, were all good later. Um, but they do him so dirty with those dress robes. Like, it doesn't seem like any of the other Weasleys were wearing something so horrible and old. Um, Harry's loaded. Like, and he just lets him go to the ball like that. I just thought it was hilarious. And, like, pro- it probably is something a, a guy friend especially would do because, like, he's just going to laugh his ass off at you. But I, I couldn't imagine, like, something so humiliating and your friends, like, n- not help you out. So, yeah, they did. So I guess Ron technically did get some of his comeuppance. <laughs> and, of course, we get to the ultimate conclusion, which was, again, to get Harry um, basically to Voldemort so they can do a certain spell to where Voldemort can touch Harry, essentially, um, and bypass that whole issue uh, that we had discovered. And I do like in this one, though, when Voldemort comes back, he is feeling himself. And just the overall, I mean, Ralph Fiennes, Fiennes, however you say his name, um, I do think he went very hard for this character and probably harder than he needed to. Um, but, but I really appreciated that. So he gave very big Beyonce vibes, um, when he's basically like, look who's back. So, all right. So with that, that's, uh, my little two cents, uh, about the fourth film of the Harry Potter franchise. Um, as always, you can find us at FilmGazers on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. On Twitter is where you're going to find the link to join the Discord if you're interested. And I do hope that you will join me uh, for number five, which will be Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So, time to hit the dusty trail. Later, taters. <laughs>